Welcome. You're about to listen to a message from LifePoint, a warm, friendly, and vibrant community for the young at heart. One of us. And we're grateful unto you for this opportunity and this privilege to come and get the, the blessings of today. We ask, O oh Lord, that the message for each and every one of us shall be received indeed. That you open our minds and our hearts that we will receive directly from you, O oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Shall we please be seated? Good morning, everyone. Yes, you want to clap? Let's, let's, let's clap for God. And God bless the choir. God bless you. Um, please say good morning to your neighbor, uh, wherever he's sitting next to you. Good morning. Good to have you here. Um, I only have one announcement to make before we go right into the Word. Um, and it's to remind us that our monthly prayers on Saturdays will be holding this Saturday at 8 o'clock. Um, so whatever you're doing, it's Independence Day, so um, don't worry to be, um, it's, it's one of those Saturdays that you should be here. So 8 o'clock coming Saturday, um, this week, um, 8 o'clock be here um, for prayers. Amen. And before I go right into what um, God has planned for us to discuss, um, I felt a nudge to mention that there's someone here that God says he has a word for you. And I particularly feel strongly that there's certain areas, things we've, we've experienced before that the Holy Spirit will be drawing your attention to in the course of this discourse, right? And but I feel so strongly that there's someone, especially someone who has felt God has disappointed him or her. You've lost trust in God. God, 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 God has left you where you needed him most. Right, and you feel hot, and you feel God has left you. But God is saying, I'm here for you. I've never left you. I've always been with you. And so I'm going to be reminding you today. And by the time you think back, you realize that he's also, also he's been with you. Amen. So today we'll be discussing, um, flowing from last week, where um, Bishop spoke about um, vulnerability. Um, today we're going to step further um, to discuss trust deficits in none we trust. Trust deficits in none we trust. And our anchor scripture will be taken from um, Proverbs chapter 3, verses um, 3 to 5. Um, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 3 to 5. I'll be reading from the NIV. And I'll quickly read. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet. Amen. Okay, I guess this is better. Um, so anchor scripture is taken again from um, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 3 to 5. And I'll read again. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. And, chapter, and verse 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Amen. Amen. The question is, how did you get here? How did, I mean, why is trust conversation? Why is it a topic? What got us here? And I dare to say, there's no one left out of this, including myself, right? But how did we even get here? And thinking about it, the earlier experience of some level of trust or distrust, depending on how you, how you consider it is, Growing up, and I'm guilty of that to my son, 
<laughs> um, where a father says to his son, go get your shoes, or a daughter, or mother, um, go get your shoes so that we can go out together. And it's usual game we play. And before the kid could run five minutes or whatever to pick the shoes, you left. Right. The truth is, that child believed that promise. And whether we like it or not, different experiences we've layered on those to the point where trust becomes a conversation. It becomes an issue. Right. And so we found ourselves now building on this. Um, it now led to trust with friends, trust with um, other family members, um, trust in terms of relationship as, as well. And by extension, we've actually extended that level of distrust, if you call it that way, to even God, right? To say, hey, if my earthly father, even though God has said, even your earthly father that will promise you this and will give you, that I won't give you something else. I'm going to do even much more than your earthly father can do. But we actually extended that based on these kind of experiences to even God, right? To say, hey, God, I don't trust you. When God says this, you always try to have a second plan just in case God is not able to um, bring forth what he had promised you. And several experiences. Um, so I'm going to be choosing to be very vulnerable today, and that's intentional, and that's because what, of what Holy Spirit had said, that there's a certain message for certain people, one particular person um, that needs to get this message. Talk about relationships. Um, so I recollect, and I was sharing um, when we were having the um, early conversation, um, back in uni, towards the sec by my second year thereabouts, um, but anyway, two years towards me leaving university, um, I was in a serious relationship, um, well-invested. Um, you know, when somebody's your person, um, you do all the nice things, right? You go out of your way, um, including, <laughs> I just remember now, so there was a time where there was huge scarcity. So I went to Upper Femi Awolo University, by the way, um, in Oshu State. And so there was a time there was huge scarcity, but still, so... I had a card then. I still, in the midst of that scarcity, used a lot of my money to fill the car. And then we drove all the way to Ibadan to go and have Chinese. You know, you do all of those things. So I was, for me, is anything to make the other person happy, right? So I did all of those. Um, I'm traveling. I'm thinking about, so I grew up with women. I only have sisters and then my mom. So um, to a very large extent, I used to shop for them. So I think of a woman, I can tell you what colors and all of those things. So I was doing all of that to her. I was so, so just to explain how vested it was. It was a wonderful relationship, right? And she's from an other, um, a different ethnicity. I'm Yoruba. And we had those conversations as well. Um, and the conversation then was, expectation was at the right time, um, even though my parents would rather she dated and got married to someone of the same ethnicity. She's from Delta. Um, but she will have the conversation and convince them, like, this guy, we've done everything together. He's there for me. makes me happy. And everything will be cool. And then I left school, and then I would get a message that, hey, um, I can really, we need to actually, I mean, stop dating only because of that. Yes. So when, every, yeah, breakfast, very hot. <laughs> so 
when everyone, I mean, you know when you go to, if you remember when you, your time at the youth court, I mean, especially if you went, you were in a camp that you had your friends um, um, with you there, it's the best time to have fun because you're meeting other people. Then it was super for me because I wasn't even, <laughs> I was, it was as a guy, it, it was, it was, it was serious, right? Because um, I felt there was no other issue, nothing. And well vested, we read together, went to church together, um, went to the parties together, and did a lot of that, right? Hey. But the outcome of that was it delayed my ability to meet other people because trust was broken. The trust that, look, we're building something. And unfortunately for me, you say, so my parents dated from secondary school. So at the back of my mind, I was okay, even if I didn't start from secondary school, this is university, so I'm being serious. So you know you have that foundation. There's a way the relationship of your parents has an impact on how you see relationships, right? So I gave my entire trust um, around it, and I was very, very transparent. But that broke, and it affected my ability to move on. There was a time I wasn't even talking to anybody else. Um, people would set up dates, and I would not attend the dates. Right, I'll not be there. Um, even when I now started also, when I came out of that, to start engaging, um, I will always have a backup plan. That means my sound familiar. So you're talking to somebody, but you make sure there's somebody else you're talking to, just in case that one now tells you again that uh, parents said something. <laughs> Extra tire. <laughs> right. Um, but but this, this is real. I'm, gonna, I'm being real here. I'm basically saying the effect of trust or distrust affects one. And would I say you can immediately um, kill it and stop it? No. But the good thing is the Holy Spirit is available and knows what you've experienced and can get you out of it. I'm out of it right now, so I don't have the trust issues with my wife, right? Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a step. Another example, and I'm being real, um, with the parent relationship. So... I went, I schooled in about, I grew up in about, I went to a school called ISI. Um, so there's, there's this, we used to have extracurricular activities, um, parties. There was, well, there's one significant one once in a year. It's like we call it the Foundations Day. It's the day you're celebrating when the school was established, right? And you're supposed to call it, so we call it out of school uniform. You come with your best, everybody that went to summer, Timbaland boots and all of that. That's, it's like your Christmas. <laughs> back in the day. So there was a particular year, it was my year um, SS2, and it wasn't an easy period for the parents um, after paying school fees and all of that. But they kept promising, don't worry, your baths, we call it baths then, your baths will be ready till the day, till the day before the event, till the morning, and I kept trusting. I ended up not, not being able to go. My siblings went because I didn't have, I didn't have new set of clothes. And you can't go and repeat. You don't repeat baths in those days. <laughs> right? What effect did that have on me? I realized that going forward, and I'm still working on that, I always try to have a second plan. Is it good? Yeah. Second plan, I mean, not, not with God now, but right. Um, we work. Even with projects. Right? Because it kind of left a, a lasting impression that you need to always have a second plan. So sometimes, 
trust people for your hand, right? So, but I'm basically playing to let you know that, look, sometimes it leaves good effect, sometimes it leaves negative. I hope we're all here and you can relate to all of this, right? So what is trust? What exactly is trust? So I'm going to go, let's use the dictionary explanation, definition. So according to the dictionary, um, trust is believing, believing in the reliability, truth, or ability of something, of someone. But the key word is believing. It's a present continuous um, verb. It's not a particular position. I've gotten trust now. It's I keep building. I keep building. I keep building on trust. So trust is believing in the reliability. So even to an extent, Demilade believes each time there's a meeting, Folabi will be there on time. <laughs> it, it's not a perfect location. It, will, it still needs to continually refresh that level of reliability, believing. Am I making sense? Believing in the reliability of, and truth or ability of someone or something. And it's possible that someone will say, I don't know, trust, don't worry, I'm good. I, I got my trust intact. I don't have these issues um, Akindele is talking about. It's good to mention some of the symptoms. Possibly you're not aware that you have some trust issues. And I'll share a few. I won't tell you one that relates to me, but I'll share a few. Um, if you experience or we experience difficulty getting close to others, you probably might have trust issues. That you always have this wall. This wall. This wall. Even when the person is come with a layer of genuinity, honesty, you always have this wall. That might be a symptom of trust issues. If you constantly have thoughts of suspicion or paranoia, the person says, hey, the person might mean anything. <laughs> you always have this thought of, look, this person is probably having, you're always suspecting, right? Rapid, intense relationships that end. Rapid, intense relationship that ends might also be a symptom that you might have trust issues. And we're going to get to the point where how do you deal with it? What is God's word concerning this? So we'll get there. Uh, but it's good to create a foundation just in case anybody thinks um, I'm not having it, right? Um, unrealistic expectation of others. Sometimes you place some expectation on others because of past experiences around trust. Sabotaging one's own happiness. And this is a major one. You do everything to please others. So you're sabotaging your own happiness for others. It's actually potentially um, a symptom of trust issues. Vulnerability issues, which is basically, I won't be refreshing us, but uh, Bishop has spoken a lot about that last week. Strong urges to be in control of anyone or anything. I believe this is a little bit popular or familiar. 
strong urges to be in control of anyone or anything, whether in relationship, in friendship. So this conversation has nothing to do, it's not focused on only um, romantic relationships, even friendships, even friendships. You have friends that they want to be in control. It might be, it might be a symptom of trust issues and high levels of anxiety. High levels of anxieties in relationships. So how do we grow trust? How do we grow trust with the right people? And I'll be talking a little bit more on the three C's. We discussed it a little bit um, during the conversation this morning, the three C's. And irrespective, this has to do, irrespective of the kind of relationship, whether friendship, um, parents, relationship, relationship with God, um, romantic relationship, three C's. First one is commitment. Um, second one is communication. Third one is consistency. And I'll go again, commitment, communication, consistency. And a good example that came to mind while preparing for this, um, the Holy Spirit dropped in mind, was relationship between Jesus and Peter. Right? I'm singling out Peter, even the similar relationship with all the disciples. Right? And they're quickly going to. So let's speak on commitment. Um, because of time, I would like you to read much later. Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 to 20. Verses 18 to 20. And this basically talked about this focused on when Peter was called. Right? And that showed each of the members of the disciples, they were carefully selected. That's commitment. The same way you pick your friends. The same way your parents picked you, right? Because obviously you didn't choose your parents. But commitments, you pick your friends, you carefully selected the individual you wanted to date or build a relationship with. You're being committed to the person. And that's the first basis because you are basically allowing those around to know, look, I'm committed to this person, including God. I'm committed to God. I've selected this person. And that's the first level of building relationship or building the trust, commitment. Jesus called Peter. And while studying that particular area of the Bible, one thing that came to mind was, um, at the time Jesus called Peter, right, Peter was basically putting a net, verse um, 18b says, they were putting a net into the sea for they were fishermen at the time Jesus called Peter. So was, what does that mean? Peter was basically living his life. Right? There's a tendency we sometimes think um, when, especially those focused on now building relationships that are leading to marriage, um, I need to pause my life um, until that lady or guy comes in. And I'll share an example also that just came to mind now. Um, one of the messages I heard before um, marriage that got me moving was, hey, continue to build your life, continue to do your life, continue to fulfill all other areas. When it's time for marriage, it will come, right? The person will meet you while you're living your life, not while you're sobbing, not while you're keeping um, from activities. Am I making sense? Right, Peter was basically doing his own thing, preparing his nets, fishing, and then he met that relationship. So you need to continue to build your life, build your career, fulfill purpose, and that relationship will meet you along the way. 
Next um, on this is also communication. Remember the three C's, commitment, right? Jesus selected Peter while Peter was moving on with his life, right? And called him. And then communication. This is very, very important. I mean, Jesus, a lot of times, along with the disciples, shared his innermost thoughts with Peter. Thoughts that were on his mind, right? Remember, there were a lot of multitudes following Jesus, but he committed to these 12. And Peter in particular, they were guys. A lot of times we read the Bible and we just look at it as the only period. But sometimes you need to apply yourself and imagine what it was. It's like you being a politician, a lot of people come around you, but you actually are committed to a few people and you share your innermost thoughts with them. That was the relationship Jesus had with Peter. When things, emotional things, when the passing through emotional things, like when he was about to be crucified, Peter was one of those who said, ha, I wish this cup, this is heavy. That's communication. Jesus, I mean, Jesus was a Messiah. He could have just packaged the conversation and just say, hey, thou, 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 I'm going to... I'm going to be crucified very soon, right? But it was emotion. It was vulnerable. So communication, what I'm emphasizing is honest conversations. Honest conversations. Remember, we're trying discussing how to build trust. One, commitment. Two, communication. Honest conversations. It's also important to seek clarification and to understand the other party. There's a part of communication that involves active listening. So it's not every time you are the one speaking. Communication also involves, at certain times, in fact, it's advice, you listen more than you speak, right? Um, so there's also a play, an important play for active listening. And the last but not the least is consistency. Consistency. Before I move to consistent communication, also remember a lot of times those parables, those parables were not shared with everyone. They were not shared with the public. They were parables of engagement between Jesus and Peter and the other disciples, sharing his innermost thoughts and getting clarification. They were asking questions, and that's communication, right? Then consistency. Jesus was consistent throughout with Peter. Consistent even till the end with Peter. And that's how to build trust. Commitment to this person, whether friend, parents, God, um, loved ones, communicate and stay com consistent with them. It's good to also understand the kind of levels of trust that exist. And I'll just touch on three of them. Levels of trust that exist. There's one level where it's more of a deterrent-based trust, right? You're just trusting to extend to ensure that, look, um, to ensure everything works because you know the cost of distrust, right, is higher than the benefits. So you're ensuring that, look, let me just ensure um, I maintain a level of trust to make everything balance. It's not a good place to be. There's something better. And let me really read through what I have here. Um, for the deterrent-based trust, is the trust people have in others when they believe that the cost of breaches of trust will outweigh the benefits of untrustworthiness. 
it is so fragile and limited in potential because it's dependent on punishment. For example, a new manager-employee relationship. So you're only trusting um, to ensure that everything works well to align right. But there's another better level, which is knowledge-based trust. We're talking about levels of trust, knowledge-based trust. And this deals with the ability to predict the behavior of the trustee uh, based on your prior, on prior uh, performance or knowledge of the facts that constantly inform the relationship. And that's the example I gave uh, where, um, based on prior experience, Dimilade could say, look, Falabi always comes um, for meetings on time, or I can trust that, or Pastor BWS, I can trust this probably what she would say. This is informed because of the knowledge and experience we've had, right? But it's a deeper one, which is the one I want us to embrace and build on. Identification-based trust. You know this person. And that comes from, obviously, repeating the C's severally. It gets you to the level where it's identification-based. You know this person for who the person is. Right. And I'll quickly read what I have here. This one is grounded in deep knowledge of the partner's desires and intentions. So even the person says, hey, you know the person's intention because you've built Trust exists because the parties understand and appreciate each other's desires so that each one can effectively act on behalf of the other. For example, happily married couple, they both learn what's, what's important to the other and anticipate the other's reactions or actions. Remember that we are the bride of Christ. So that's the level of trust I, we all need to get to. In our different relationships, even with God, with loved ones, with friends. Big question. Can lost trust be regained? And I, and I dare to say, please, in thinking about this, don't always look at, oh, someone that broke my trust. Can, they, can I forgive them? What about you? Ask yourself. You must have broken someone's trust, breached someone's trust at some point in time. We easily always, when we have this conversation, think about, oh, that person that breached my trust. What about you? Consider yourself. Whose trust have you breached? And quickly, what came to mind was the experience of Peter and Jesus and Judas and Jesus. They had the C's, the three C's, each of them. Jesus selected them, he selected Peter, he selected Judas. Fair enough. No partiality. Jesus communicated to Peter and to Judas all those parables. Same time was engaging the questions. Peter and Judas had the same opportunity. Jesus had an open mind to both of them. He was having honest conversations with them. Consistency. Till the tail end, till the last supper, Jesus was consistent with both Peter and Judas. So what were we wrong? Mindset. Jesus also, Jesus told Peter, you are going to deny me. And guess what? Jesus told Judas, 
even when everybody around didn't know it was Judas, that you're also going to betray me. So they had a balance. No, no partiality. But Peter chose to seek forgiveness when he denied Jesus. But Judas went the other way. That's the only difference. So can, can trust be regained? Yes. 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 And I want to dwell more on where we, including myself, have been the ones that breached others' trust. It's the mindset of forgiveness. Acknowledging first, then asking for forgiveness. Peter acknowledged that, oh no, the cock have denied Jesus and he warned me. And then he sought forgiveness. And we all know the story. Peter did a whole lot after Jesus left, a whole lot of, in terms of preaching the gospel, impacted lives, healed people. So he could have also not um, sought forgiveness and probably not hear about him again. First he acknowledged, then he sought forgiveness. And it's a mindset. And when that happens, it's not going to be automatic that the same level of trust, yes, for Jesus, the Bible didn't let us know how long it took for Peter to rebuild the three seas, even though at that time, Jesus was going to be crucified. So he didn't have the opportunity as much time as he did before, um, because even Jesus was, was still around um, for some time. But the truth is, you will still need to rebuild that three C's, repeating it again, which is commitment, communication, consistency. And that's God's posture to us. No matter how you feel, you've also breached God's trust. Don't ever think he doesn't have open hands. He's always ready. And that's God's message this morning. If per adventure you believe you disappointed God, and you, sometimes you even feel, ah, things I'm experiencing now, right now is because ah, I breached God's trust. I'm facing the repercussion of the decisions I've taken or the steps I've taken. God is telling you, no, have my open arms ready to receive you. Similar to the case of... Um, of the, we call what we call the prodigal son, one of the parables of Jesus Christ. Say, look, the guy, the younger child, um, took his inheritance, blasted the whole thing, used it up, and came. But the time he acknowledged who he was, came to that mindset, and then sought forgiveness, open arms, similar to Peter. And I also should remind us that that does not now mean a license to keep um, sinning or breaking God's trust, right? Um, but we'll continue to build on it. And to become trustworthy, we need the help of the Holy Spirit. He's our companion. He's available. Ask, and he'll be with you. You'll receive so we talked a lot about man, relationship, trust, breaches, symptoms, how do we build it? 
But it's also important, if you remember our anchor scripture, um, which says, trust in God. I'll quickly read again. Um, verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Everything stems from the relationship with God. Relationship with God. And I'll tell you a story. And that's why I said there's a message for someone. This will be the first time I'll be, this, I'll be sharing uh, with more than one person. I'll probably share maybe one-on-one. Somebody says, hey, go and talk to him and understand how he managed it. So, like I said, I grew up in Ibadan, a family of five, um, two sisters. Um, my youngest sister was very close to me. Very, very close. Um, so I used to be, we're so close, there's a five-year gap between us. Um, grew up, we share other things. The middle one was more quiet, but the last one was more outgoing. I'm more quiet, right? But not as much as the middle ones. But, so the youngest one is always close to me and getting me to talk and then we'll just. Um, I used to be very cerebral. So we used to, on our wave, wavelengths, we discuss academics and we discuss plans. Um, so I remember I was, I, I was a student in school. She was um, a prefect also. I had a certain number of A1s. We had discussed it by the time she was in SS3. She said she was going to beat me to it. She had a good number of A1s. I went to OAU. She went to UI. Um, I was more sociable, so I was a club guy. But she stayed with God, but she knew all my friends. So even when the friends come home, she's just in with everyone, even though she's very um, devoted to God at the time compared to myself. Um, I left OAU. I left with a 2-1. Um, she, she studied law. And we used to have those conversations to say, hey, look, it's looking like my club this is affecting I must, but I must still live with the two one and then God did it and all of that. And then our own conversation would be, hey, there is a lecturer that I learned does not give A's and I need A to achieve this and this and I would encourage her, you know what, why don't you not focus on these two? So we're that close. We share all of those things. So she left um, UI with the first class, um, studied law. Um, so I left school, went to the big four um, as an accountant. Um, fast forward again, we're discussing expectations of life, right? Um, we knew we're going to be entrepreneurs, right? In different fields, obviously, accounting for me, audit, whatever you call it. Um, she practicing law. And I'm going somewhere with this. She went to law school and we said, look, if you're going to make a name and be, you're already working, I'm already working in the big four, I mean, that's the best place to start with. Um, for her also, she needs to get to a point where by the time she leaves, she gets into the top law firms in Lagos and then we can strategize again. And she left um, law school with the first class again. Um, and then she also now gained admission, I mean, started working with the top three um, law firm, um, one in Banana Island. And our plan was, okay, um, certain time I'm going to resign, I'm going to start my firm. Um, you, she said she was going to go take master's and be, make sure she's called to bar also in the U.S., come back, go into the judiciary, and then spend a few years and start a firm. And the plan is, since I'm going to have the head start, by the time she's starting, I'll be referring my clients to her. So we told her, yeah, we had all of that plan. Yeah, we're that close. And um, I'd said, so we exchange clients and they will grow. We'll be like the Igodalos. I don't know, there's um, <laughs> Mr. Sway and then Mr. 
Aitua, accountant and lawyers, and the Akitola Williams family. So we're like, look, yes, we can create a new generation of best practice of the, of, of the practice of a firm and also accounting firm and law firm. And then she got married and we kept her teeth. Um, by the time she was she spent about a year or two at a big law firm, she got full scholarship to US. So everything we had planned was being ticked. And then um, she got admission to New York, fully paid. Some of our clients gave that money also. And one or two months before she left, she was pregnant. And then one or two months before she left, she died. It's 2015. It was a blow to me. This was someone that was so committed to God. I'd resigned. I started my firm. So things we discuss right from secondary school to university, we see happen. We plan. I was basically left alone. And I was serving God. So it wasn't days like I didn't know God. I was serving God. Next thing should be, God, I trusted you. We trusted you. Why? We had a future. We're going to be the best firm internationally recognized, and we have built a good foundation for this. Why? So, peradventure, there's anyone feeling that way? Probably I've had similar experience with mine. Just might have been parents, lots of parents. And a vacuum just came up. What I allowed me to do was to rebuild and strengthen my three C's with God. It was the darkest moment, but it was an opportunity to be more committed. Opportunity to talk more to God. Opportunity to be more consistent with God. And God was showing me post that, that look, she had a purpose and it was time for her. But you have a life. My trust has not gone down by one beat. Still trust me that no come what me, I'm there for you. And I'll give you an example. So she died in June. Um, so I said to her to be the ones supporting the family in terms of the burial arrangement. You know, the parents can't see the dead child. So it was draining. I had to see the cops myself. I had to organize everything myself. Um, so September... It was a time where the parents were better. Uh, we had gone on a trip. I brought them back. I needed to clear my head. So I traveled. And one interesting thing happened. Um, a night before I returned, so I, was, I went to stay with my cousin. Um, she was not married then. And then she was taking a course, um, MBA course. So we had planned that what would happen is because our school was closer to the airport. Um, so she had said, follow him on, you know what? pack your bags, take a bath, we'll go to the airport, we'll drop your bags, and then you follow me to school, it's a nice place, use your laptop, have fun, have lunch, and then at the right time, I will just drive you to the airport so that you can catch your flight, and I said, fine. And then I woke up in the morning, I take my bath early, I was ready, 
and all of that. And then she will come and say, hey, I can't eat My boyfriend, who is not, I mean, her boyfriend at the time, I said, why are you disturbing him? Why don't you let him stay in? Let him take his time. And Uber was working then. And then get him an Uber, an Uber to take him to the airport. So I said, okay, that's fine. Three hours afterwards, she just called me and said, Akindele, I don't understand. I'm just thanking God. She basically had an accident going to school and the side I was supposed to be seated on was crashed, crumbled. I was supposed to be sitting next to her. This was not in Nigeria. So you wouldn't say, okay, it's Nigerian spirit. But God was saying, your sister leaving wasn't that I couldn't protect her. And I'm telling you that trust in me, I've got you covered. If I have to call a boy, make a boyfriend call somebody late in the night to say, just strategize, I will do it. And that's the message to everyone. Trust in him. Build your three C's. Stay committed to him. Communicate with him everything, everything. He cares about everything. Be consistent with him. The Lord promises. He said he will never leave you nor forsake you. He said before your name, before you, before you were in your name, he had known you. He said he had made provisions available for, for unto you before the foundation of the earth. Every job you need, every relationship you need, every friend you need, he provided it. So why are you worried? Trust in him. Trust in him. I'm trusting God that God and Holy Spirit has touched in your heart the particular areas that relate to you. Whether you being the one serving breakfast and that you need to um, seek forgiveness, acknowledging and then seeking forgiveness. Or you knowing that your past experience, yes, people have messed up, but trust in God and build your three C's with the new people God is bringing your way. Knowing that you need to just move on with your life, continue your life, build your career, and God will bring the right people, the right destiny helpers, the right supporters your way. And if it's about God, believe that God has open arms for you. He misses you. He wants to call you by name. And He wants you to in return build that relationship with Him. So I'd love us to please give everyone a moment of time. All eyes closed, all heads bowed, please. And let's, because this has to do with every one of us, let's begin to pray pray. Paraventure your situation is trust with man. Please all eyes closed, all heads bowed. You have trust issues with man. Ask, invite the Holy Spirit. Acknowledge it and speak to God and invite the Holy Spirit to help you. Um, if you are receiving it, invite the Holy Spirit to help you heal. He loves you. God really, really wants you to talk to him this morning. And if it's trust issues with God, 
that you feel God has left you. Just like I could have thought that God left me in the dark when I had a whole life. Or we had a whole life planned and all of a sudden that will happen. Ask God to help you to have him back. To help you trust him more, more than ever before. pray. God wants to hear from us. And that's why he called this message. And peradventure, because you only build trust with someone you are committed to. All eyes closed, all heads bowed, please. Peradventure, you've not had an opportunity has been provided before the foundation of the earth, but you can only get it through him. No other way. With all eyes closed and heads bowed, if you are in that position and you want to make an altar call, please, could you please lift your hand and let's quickly pray together. Anyone, first time committing your life to Him? Because that's the first step. Commitment. If there's anyone in the room, please raise up your hand so we quickly pray. It's going to be a short prayer. please just raise up your hands so I can know if there's anyone here and then we can quickly pray if you're raising up your hand please raise it up very high so it's clear okay so shall we pray dear father we thank you for your word this morning we thank you because you had a message for your children we thank you for reaffirming to us that you love us. We thank you for helping us to understand that everything we need now or we will need in the future, you made available unto us. We thank you for reminding us that before we were formed, you had known us, that you actually selected us. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, Holy Spirit, that you heal our hearts any issues around trust that we're experiencing, whether we are the receiver or the giver, that help us to acknowledge it and help us to heal. And for those who need to speak with, to seek um, forgiveness, Holy Spirit, we ask that you grant us the strength and wisdom to go about this. Father, most importantly, we are rededicating our lives to you. And we are asking, with the help of the Holy Spirit, that we stay committed to you that we'll communicate more with you. We will not want to hear from you directly. We want to discuss every area of our lives because we know you are also concerned about every area of our life. You, are, you want to be involved. Holy Spirit, we ask that you help us to grow in our three seas with God and with man. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We hope that the message has blessed your heart. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash lifepointng. For more information about us and all our other resources, please visit www.lifepointng.org.